they've got their own paths to send the illicit drugs into America. Those are the drugs that are killing our young people now. And again, it's the number one cause of death in America today for young people between the ages of 18 and 45, drug overdose. Thank you, Joe Biden, for collapsing the border and accelerating that. It's just shameless. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative. Today, I'm joined by U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty to talk about his recent trip to the southern border and how illegal immigration is impacting Tennesseans. United States Senator Bill Haggerty was elected to the U.S. Senate in 2020 and is serving his first term representing the state of Tennessee. His committee assignments include banking, housing, and urban affairs, foreign relations, appropriations, and rules and administration. Prior to his election to the U.S. Senate, Haggerty served as U.S. Ambassador to Japan, the world's third largest economy and America's closest ally in the region. Haggerty is a lifelong businessman. He started his business career with the Boston Consulting Group. He later became a venture capitalist and private equity investor. Haggerty left private business to serve as a member of the governor's cabinet and commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development. During his tenure and commissioner, uh, Haggerty reorganized the department, eliminating over 40% of the positions, which I'm sure made him wildly popular in that office, and saving <laughs> millions of taxpayer dollars. Haggerty is an Eagle Scout, is originally from Sumner County, Tennessee. Today, he and his wife, Christy, are both active uh, volunteers in several community and civic organizations and live in Davidson County, Tennessee. They are parents of four children. Senator Haggerty, thank you for coming to the program. Certainly. It's great to be back with you, Brandon. Thank you. Well, one of my greatest regrets is that I never got my Eagle Scout. I was a slack uh, Boy Scout. I could be a U.S. Senator had I gotten my Eagle Scout, but I did not. So congratulations. Well, thank you. I, I think for those of us that have been through the journey of becoming an Eagle, it's a, it's a special process. It means a lot to me. Um, my wife's father was an Eagle Scout too. And I know that he's resting better knowing that his two grandsons are both Eagles and my two sons. So we're very proud of them. That's awesome. My two best friends are Eagle Scouts and they remind me of it every time. It's, they put me <laughs> down. They put me down. Uh, so the other night, I heard you speak uh, extensively about illegal immigration in Hamilton County uh, at the Republican Party Lincoln Day dinner. I think that might have been like the number one thing you spoke about. Uh, so I reached out to your staff because I wanted to get this message into a wider audience. Uh, we're the only organization publication that really focuses on this topic in the state. Uh, tell our subscribers what you saw recently when you went to the southern border, please. Brandon and I was uh, fortunate to lead a delegation of Tennessee sheriffs and mayors to the southern border because I've been hearing from them over and over again, ever since Joe Biden took office, that each month is worse than the month before it in terms of the number of drug overdoses, the number of deaths by drug overdoses, human trafficking, crime. It's just uh, it's something that's happened at our southern border, but it's turned every county and every town in Tennessee into a border town when you think about it. And last year, uh, we experienced nationwide over 100,000 deaths due to drug overdoses. That's happening right here in our home state. And it's affecting our lives. Everybody probably knows somebody. If it hasn't touched their own family, they probably know somebody or someone's family whom it has. And this is a tragedy that, that should never be taking place. What's happening at the southern border is that they are using human beings, the cartels are. These are these cartels are massive, multi-billion dollar criminal organizations in Mexico. They've partnered up with the entities in communist China that are sending over fentanyl and the precursor chemicals to make fentanyl. 
Uh, they've turned that into a massive drug operation down there. Again, they're partnering with the Chinese Communist Party to do this. And then shipping this illicit drug over the border after they've used human, human beings that they're pushing across the border to burden and overwhelm the Customs and Border Patrol agents. So what we've seen is Customs and Border Patrol completely overwhelmed now that Joe Biden has destroyed the Remain in Mexico policy that President Trump successfully negotiated. Now that they've just walked away from the wall, there are big gaps down there. You can't believe it until you see it with your own eyes. And what you do see are children, mothers, young women who've been treated very poorly, who've been on journeys that have lasted for, for, for weeks, if not months. They've been exposed to, to terrible humanitarian issues. These people are the fodder that the cartels are using to push across the border again, to overwhelm our Customs and Border Patrol agents. And then they've got their own paths to send the illicit drugs into America. Those are the drugs that are killing our young people now. And again, it's the number one cause of death in America today for young people between the ages of 18 and 45, drug overdose. Thank you, Joe Biden, for collapsing the border and accelerating that. It's just shameless. Well, um, it, it's happening all over um, the border, but it's happening here in Tennessee. We broke the story about that illegal immigration center uh, here in Chattanooga. We've had people send me daily, Senator, pictures of big busloads of people in front of Social Security offices right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then all across the state. And now it's it's kind of like we've, we've just grown used to it and numb to it, and we allow it. So what are you hearing? Uh, that's what's happening at the border. What are you hearing around our state about the impacts of illegal immigration on Tennessee's education, welfare, and medical systems? I know people bend your ear on this stuff all the time. What can be done about it locally or at the state level until we can regain the Republican majority up in D.C.? It's, it's proven to be very difficult. As soon as the story broke in Chattanooga about the people that they were sending in there in the dark of night by private planes into Wilson Air Terminal, and again, putting them into the facility you just mentioned, we have been trying to get to the bottom of the answers here. We've reached out to the Secretary of Homeland Security, the Secretary of HHS. Both of them have responsibility for this. Neither of them will answer because, as you mentioned, not only does it burden our communities and our law enforcement officers, it burdens our hospital system, our education system. They will not provide the information to us. We have a right to know who's coming in. The numbers, the people, they're, they're not going to provide this information at all. And it's going to require us gaining oversight uh, to, to be able to do that. That means an election in November. In the meantime, though, We've still got tools that we can use to slow the flow. Uh, Title 42 is something that uh, is another Trump era policy that was invoked. Again, it was a public health rationale for blocking people from coming across the border. And the public health concern at the time, of course, was COVID, perhaps tuberculosis. But frankly, I think the biggest public health concern is drug overdoses. And so not only have I put forward legislation to extend Title 42, but to amend it to also include any concern that we might have about illegal smuggling, anything that would lend itself to drug overdoses here in America, that would be a much broader authority. What Biden wants to do is rip this all away and give the Border Patrol agents nothing in terms of a tool to turn people away. And I can tell you this, having met with Border Patrol agents for three days uh, at our southern border, they signed up for this job to protect our border, not to become people that are hired just to process people more rapidly than ever into our country. That's not what they signed up for. I can tell you morale is as low as I could possibly imagine. Well, I agree. Um, I know that you used to be involved in state government and morale is pretty low for Republicans here. We had a, a very simple bill that would have stopped the mass transportation of illegal aliens into our state. It got killed by Republicans. We had another one to stop the funding of education for illegal immigrants at taxpayer expense. It got killed by Republicans. We had strict E-Verify bill got killed by Republicans. 
And now we just signed um, letting non-citizens have licenses uh, at the professional and commercial level. And when I say it's disappointing, I mean, like, it's not just rhetoric. It's like people ask me, like, running this publication this year and being a big, you know, focus on illegal immigration in our state. If you, you can't say anything publicly, and I know it gets you in trouble. I used to work for federal candidates. I'm not asking you to. But as you talk to these people privately, if you would please mention, good grief, could we get some kind of movement we had no sponsorship from the governor or anybody in leadership and people keep asking me why and I, I can't tell them unless it's just i don't know i don't want to get into it i'm sorry to bother you with that but it's been disappointing senator um so any advice you have you can tell me offline i'm, I'm working on it if you've listened this far you're one of the true blue republicans that care about what's going on in our state so let me tell you we are the only organization in the state of tennessee that's doing this kind of reporting so that you actually know who's conservative and who isn't. So if you would go to tennesseeconservativenews.com support, this has been the hardest damn thing I've ever had to raise money for. I've raised money for the Muscular Dystrophy Association, Baylor School, state and local candidates, federal candidates, my fraternity, church, you name it. This thing has been the hardest to get support for because there's no money in keeping people free. And there's, there's a lot of money in taking people's rights away. So if you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support, if you give $50 or more or a $10 plus recurring donation, we will send you this. Don't California my Tennessee Tumblr. If you put uh, the convictions and the courage of the majority of these people on these committees up in Nashville in here, uh, which would amount to about this much conviction and courage only when it's politically expedient. And if you put it in here and you shook it up, it would swell all the way to the brim and perhaps even overflow. Uh, out of this because it has magical properties. We'll also send you a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker along with a Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker and you will get my heartfelt appreciation plus this directory of your state and local, uh, your state elected representatives in the House and the Senate. And I hope that, that thing changes. I hope that that thing really changes a lot between now and uh, the election because we need some we need some conservative legislators up there to quit lying on the campaign trail and to start doing things in committee. So please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support and hit that support button. You'd be one of about three people to do it. Moving right along. Between now and the midterms, um, what is the Republican strategy in D.C. to curtail illegal immigration to the degree that it's possible uh, being in the, in the minority. I know it's challenging up there. I've yeah. got friends up there. What, what do you think we need to do? Brandon, you're right. Uh, it is challenging, but we have been talking about this a lot. We've actually got Democrats coming on board in terms of keeping Title 42 in place. Democrats that are worried about their own reelection. You think about Democrats like Kirsten Sinema and Mark Kelly in Arizona. They've got a massive immigration, legal immigration problem there. They're getting a lot of pressure, a lot of pushback from their constituents. I think we're going to see more and more Democrats realize that we at least need to have some type of tool for Customs and Border Patrol agents to push back. And I was there with the agents the night that they found out that Joe Biden was going to to destroy Title 42, that he was going to lift it effective May 23rd. It was just like a pall of depression that came over the room as they were told that night. This was during the the shift change, so the night shift could come on duty. And when the lead officer there explained to them that Title 42 was going to be lifted effective May 23rd, it was just, you could just feel the wave of depression uh, creeping over the room. I, I feel like they're just so, you know, so, so demoralized. And I hope that some of my Democrat colleagues would actually come to the border. If they saw what I saw, if they saw what the sheriffs and mayors from Tennessee who were with me saw, 
I can't believe that they would want to stand by and let this humanitarian crisis continue. And if they just think about the numbers in terms of how many people are dying in their states too from drug overdoses, how can they turn their head the other way? How can they look the other way in the face of this tragedy? I, I don't see how they keep them employed there. That is a tough job. And when you get no thanks and no tools and you get ridiculed by the media and, and your job is, is defamed, I, I don't see how they staff it down there. The fact that we got anybody down there working is a testament to those people because they are in tough conditions. Is there anything else on your mind that you'd like to tell conservatives about in Tennessee unrelated to illegal immigration? Just, hey, guys, you, you probably didn't know this. This is something I'm working on. This is something you need to be aware of in the state. Uh, please share it with us. Well, this is something that's in a completely different lane, but it's something that I bet our, our, our listeners have not heard about because it turned out to be not controversial, but something that'll be very effective. As you mentioned earlier in your introduction, I've been a businessman all my life. Uh, my approach is, is as a business person would approach a problem. When I came into this job, it was very obvious that there was a chip shortage. Anybody that's tried to buy a car or an appliance or anything like that knows that uh, we've got a serious shortage of, of uh, semiconductor chips that are affecting supply chains all over the world, particularly here in America. So I got on the phone and I called a number of chip manufacturers in Asia, in Europe, other parts of the world to, to ask them, what stands in the way of you manufacturing these chips here in America? Why don't we have capacity here in America to manufacture chips? It seems like a national security issue to me. It's a vulnerability that's, that's obviously very strategic for us. And they all had a number of reasons, but every single one of them told me this. It takes in America, five years to permit a chip fabrication plant. Five years. These are multi-billion dollar plants. They're big facilities. And the EPA requirements are so strenuous that by the time they've actually got the permit approved, the technology's already evolved onto something else. Five years is too long in the technology world, particularly in an arena like chips. So what I did was I lifted some fast track permitting language from the infrastructure bill. It had already been approved. It's a fast track process that forces the bureaucracy to process these permitting applications in parallel rather than in series. It may make the bureaucrats work a little bit harder and a little bit faster to get the same job done in a much shorter period of time. So we take the five year window and shorten it to 18 months. You'd be surprised at this, but 99 of my Senate colleagues agreed with me and we've passed that out of the Senate. Trying to get house support for this right now, this is the type of thing that actually solves a problem for America in the midterm and the long term. That will make us competitive again to get chip manufacturing back here in America. These are the types of solutions I think that Tennesseans sent me to Washington to try to address and solve. And I'm pleased to be able to tell you about that today because the media won't pick this up. Again, it's not controversial. So I would be surprised if many people have heard about this so far. Well, that is excellent. I'm proud that you did that. I coach small businesses, hundreds of them all over the U.S. for my paying job. This is my losing money job. And uh, out of a sense of obligation, just like you going to serve up there, you lose money every hour that you're up there working. And we need more people that lose money up there working than make money. Uh, I won't get into that, but thank you so much for doing that. Anything else you want to share before we leave? Oh, I appreciate you, Brandon. Thank you for letting me come on with you again today. All right. Finally, is there a way if people want to follow you, find you, get alerts from you, sign up for your e-newsletter, anything like that? How would they certainly, do that? Certainly. Certainly. If, if they would go to, uh, you know, you can follow me on social media at Senator Haggerty, or you can you can basically go on to our website at, at haggerty.senate.gov and just sign up for our newsletter. The news, newsletter will keep people updated in terms of what our priorities are, what we're working on. So I would encourage people to do that again. It's haggerty.senate.gov. Or, you know, our, our, our handle is uh, Senator Haggard 
at Senator Haggerty.senate.gov, Jason, if you would, in post-production, put that puppy up on the screen so people have time to take a look at it. You've been very gracious with your time. I appreciate you making people aware of what's really going on with sure. illegal immigration all over the nation. I know our subscribers I value being in the know. If you enjoyed this interview, uh, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit the subscribe button, or search Tennessee Conservative wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis, signing off.